Maybe I'm missing something. But for the life of me, I can't figure this out. I read and I read and I watch and I watch. Everyone wants to tell me how the world is going to hell. Everyone wants to tell me why. The environment is threatened by corporations. The police are racist thugs with guns. Amazon doesn't give their workers pee breaks. The Gaza Strip is an open-air prison. Wall Street is plundering the wealth of our country, and the IMF is raping the wealth of the rest of the world. All governments of the world's countries are corrupt. There is starvation when there is food. There is greed when there is need. And you are telling me. You are telling me as if I'm directly responsible. We had a response to this type of misdirected blame when I was a kid. It's your world. I'm just living in it. I think that it is apropos at this juncture in history as well. The alternative press, indeed the entirety of citizen journalism, is as effectual as a long drink of water. It isn't getting anything done, save to inform people that there are problems in the world. As if people didn't realize that. But they are pinpointing who is responsible, you might well add. Uh-huh. Well, that's the first step to changing things. Not. Not unless you also have their home addresses. Never in the history of this sad planet have so many bitched about so much. And it all amounts to nothing. It isn't changing a damned thing. I've yet to hear, Storm the castle! Lynch the bastards! We all know who is responsible for the nightmare that is the human condition. But as Mark Twain once observed about the weather, no one does anything about it. We all know what needs to be done, and yet we play the peaceful protest game made up by the very people that stand to benefit from such innocuous solutions. And we are left with only the idiots that burn down little Caesars. That'll show him. But things are not just that simple. There are various solutions to various problems, you say. I have always been what is known as a hammer mechanic. If you can't get it done with a hammer, use a bigger one. Of course, I could get into a lot of trouble calling for revolution here. But fuck it, I'm tired of everyone telling everyone else what is wrong. They are telling the wrong people. You tell Lloyd Blankfein about the misery he has caused in the world just before you tighten the noose around his neck. You tell Rupert Murdoch about the millions he has wronged minutes before you throw him out a 30-story window. You inform Bibi Netanyahu that he is a racist murdering pig the instant that you toss him unarmed into a crowd of Palestinian prisoners. These people deserve no more justice than this. But what about the rule of law? You might well ask. Did you vote for a law that allows corporations to attain the rights of the individual? 
Did you vote for the Patriot Act? Did you vote to make Israel a state within Palestine? No. Well, who did all these things without your consent? I could go on forever and have for years here about what the roots of our problems are and it won't change anything. A child can see how to begin to fix the inequities of this planet. But it takes a politically correct adult to avoid addressing the problems effectively. And it ain't about carrying placards or suing some company or other. It ain't about voting for yet another charming, greedy bastard. You know this. And yet you pee your knickers every time you think about doing the right thing. Putting your foot down. Getting a spine. So, yes, I am calling for the revolution to begin. Don't let them convince you that anarchy isn't what you need to order off the menu. It cannot be any worse than this antiquated hierarchy that we live in today. Again, you know this, but you are afraid. You admire V for blowing up Parliament to the tune of the 1812 Overture and slashing the throats of the elite rulers. And yet, you pause such rash solutions yourself. It makes us no different from them to sink to that level, I hear you say. Yeah. And? What you call out in all your bitching has a logical conclusion. Revolution is a revolution. It isn't watching YouTube videos about what we should be doing in the face of annihilation of our species by a few. You string them up. I don't know how I can say that any more clearly. V isn't going to do it for you. Jesus isn't going to do it for you. Muhammad or Kim Kardashian aren't going to fight your battles. I haven't been around much of late. This is the reason. I'm sick of all the bitching from people that don't want to sacrifice anything for a better world. When you get a group together with torches and pitchforks, give me a call and stop telling me about it unless you're ready to fucking well stop it. Rail Radio, a call in now, a 646-929-1480. Now your host, 
Antichrist's 73, and Encap Dalek. Welcome to Third Row Radio, and now we are live with Anti-Crisis 73 and Ancap Dalek. Dalek, how are you, man? What what a, what a joy to hear your voice and to hear that, that intro. Um, that's that's definitely going in my time capsule. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, like if you keep a personal time capsule that you bury when you're like, I don't know, 65 or something like that, that's definitely, that MP3 is going in my time capsule. How the fuck are oh, you, yeah. bud? I'm doing fucking well. It's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Uh, what's going on? I've, it's gonna be a hell of a summer, and plus, I mean, it, so far so well. Hopefully, it uh, kind of keeps rolling. That's all yeah. we can hope for. And uh, you, you're gonna have to, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna have to keep me a little filled in this episode about what exactly is going on. Um, uh, I've taken a little hiatus from from current events um, and been back and forth with some uh, family stuff. Um, but uh, I tell you what, it's awesome to be back on the air with you and uh, Revolution Radio Group. Um, I've missed the whole the whole family. Um, I, I I actually missed CNY's last uh, episode. It's uh, and emotionally, I haven't found the right space to uh, to listen to it on the archives, but I will. Um, I will. I just haven't found that space yet because it's going to be emotional. I'm not going to lie to you. I might weep. Um, I know. I make hey, sure it was I'm really not... hard for me, too. I mean, mainly I just cry asleep every single day. <laughs> you know, I hear you, man. You know, uh, uh, a younger father figure I've never had. Um but for a first, he's a good one. Uh, oh yeah, he's he's the man. So uh, so to see and why out there fucking putting in the dark or or hitting that long ball in the dark at the driving range. Uh, much love to you, brother, and thanks for bringing us all together. And uh, and onward, forward we go. Um, so what what is going on in the world here? We have we we have. The continuation of some urban uprise um, in America, correct? Yeah, um, there is some uh, Twitter drama uh, with our favorite friend, but we're not going to get into that right at this very moment. Oh, come on. You but can't, we you can't will that Twitter gossip and then not fill me in. Which, well, we'll which... get into that in just a little bit. But we do okay. have somebody who has their special birthday, and now. My boy, Shinduo. Happy birthday, Shinduo. Thank uh, you, Uncat Dalek. And hello, Antichrist73. Thanks for bringing me on to Third Rail Radio on the Revolution Radio Network. Hey, Shinduo. Happy birthday, man. What 
What a pleasure. Um, wh- which birthday are you celebrating today? Well, I'm celebrating the 30th birthday, and uh, oh, tonight shit. I wanted to take over your show and ask the audience, uh, whoever's listening or in chat or with you two, uh, what kind of mistakes have you made in your 20s, and how did you throw them away? I think that's a great question. Um and I could probably take up several episodes uh, with answering that question. Um, and uh, and I continue to make some of the same mistakes into my 40s. Um, but if I, if I could pass on a little bit of advice, I would just say as long as you learn from the acute mistakes you make, like if you step in a bear trap um, and, and you happen to be stuck there for three or four days and your ankle is festering and... Uh, starting to gangrene, just don't step in another bear trap. That's, you know, that's the secret of aging. <laughs> that sounds nutshell. great. In a nutshell, you know. Um, but, hey, man, Shin, it's great to hear from you. And uh, as, as the inside circle knows, you're my favorite hobo, but as we must <laughs> uh, delineate, not like Commander X hobo, I mean like romantic... 1949, 1953, hobo, like, riding the fucking rails, uh, enjoying the freedom of uh, not being tethered down to any sort of uh, material existence, that sort of thing. And that all stems from the first time Shin and I ever talked to trains in the background. So, oh, uh, no, I mean, that I, I appreciate you saying that. I, I understand completely what you mean. I didn't take any offense to it. And uh, I hope you're doing well, Anti-Crisis. Uh, I hope... Uh, things are, are smoothing out with whatever's going on with your family. I know it's a tough deal. Um, it's oh, it's, it's I mean, not it, going to get any better, but there's there's always uh, a new way to to uh, to deal with what you're dealing with. And uh, you know, it's just it doesn't get any better. It's just you find new ways to to cope with it. But it, I mean, it is, and it's complete, and it's completely natural, right? It's uh, you know. Uh, both my parents have lived a, a long and glorious life, um, and I find the like the um, sort of the uh, the difficulty in dealing in dealing with it is is actually like almost like a, a commu- technological community one um, because when I go home to DC, um, you know where where my family is, um, you know, I, ha- I have, um, like an extensive community and yet my Twitter community is also my authentic, uh, extended friend community as well. Um, but that's a hard thing for people to understand, uh, and perhaps more so, you know, in, in my gener on, on my side of generation X in your shit. Um, but I find I, I do find it interesting, you know. Um, people people seem to uh, uh, sort of dismiss um, the authenticity of uh, the relationships and the friendships that you do make um, on social media um, if they use social media in a different way than a lot of us do. You know oh, yeah. what. What you just said right now, it, it it truly is and should be appreciated by anybody that actually has listened and is really delved into the Twitter community that we're a part of or the radio community that we take a part in. Uh, it it you have this feeling that you're you're never alone. You know, you can always have somebody to talk to, 
And I wouldn't give that up for anything. And I completely agree with you. A lot of people in chat would agree with me too. And uh, I, I couldn't be more grateful. And hopefully you're on the same page with me on your crisis. Yeah. I I mean, I am absolutely. And, um, you know, and like, I, I, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm prone to, to hyperbole, but you know, I certainly profess a lot of appreciation for rebel. Um, but I mean it from the bottom of my heart, uh, at a time where I needed uh, community and friendship and stuff, uh, he offered it, um, and I think that's uh, that's the way life should be um, between people. And um, you know, and what I said about like being home and have this whole other community of in real life friends who don't use social media the same way, you know, that I do when I'm at home in Vermont, up on that, you know, up in the hills and. Uh, you know, it's it's just a different social structure. Um, yeah, I think people underappreciate it. It's very easy to, um, um, you know, to poke fun at and, and and say, oh yeah, well who you know who cares if uh, you had a fucking bagel and locks at at uh, Starbucks? Uh, but hey, that's, that's America. That's yeah, this, this isn't this isn't Instagram. This is Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and we and we all just use it in a different way. And in, in this uh, was that was that CNY? No, huh? But it is Bo from Blue Vino. Hell yeah! Online. All right. Hell yeah, Bo. Thanks for coming yeah. on, dude. Fuck yeah! Hey man, how I are you? I, I gotta tell long. you, man, I miss you guys so much. Um. I heard you guys were doing a show. Shannon invited me on the show he was thinking of doing, and then I heard you guys were doing a show, and I thought, you know what, I'm probably going to be up this late. i got to be on with you guys, because it's been so long since I talked to you. I really missed you. You're some of my favorite people on the planet. So That is, yeah. that is so reciprocated, man. Um, Amen. Thank you. Right back at you. And, and, and I love the way Shin is taking, taking this role. Um uh, and uh a strong voice um and uh th- here here's my plan so we have making me blush uh, we have one half of blue vino we have my my host of uh, almost 2 years now Dalek on and oh, yeah. Shin so uh in a couple weeks me and uh me and my man Caesar are driving out to Cali and um we're going to get them settled there and then I'm driving back um and I'm going to visit all you guys. Um uh, that and that's, good. that's the plan right now. I'll buy you a beer. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least hey, one. Hey Shin, you live up in where do you live? Philly? I I live all the way up in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. That's somebody else that lives in Philly. Who lives in Philly? Who's doing a smoop impression? <laughs> I'm actually washing out a pan, my friend. Unfortunately, oh, okay, okay. that's washing out a pan. <laughs> Alex, did you get Bluetooth ear? Did did, did CMY get you some Bluetooth earphones? Are you like doing dishes and a radio show simultaneously? No, but I am using my headset for uh the for from Skype. Well, your audio is gorgeous. <laughs> It is. Well, it, when I have better internet access, it tends to be. I got to say, dudes, I loved your intro. That was phenomenal. Um, 
it was it was it was everything I could ever hope from an intro ever in my lifetime. Um, and all I have to say is uh, I would like to introduce fire to government. I would love to introduce fire to government. I think it's too long uh, that that it's been introduced to government. And I think it's a solution that that guy, whoever that was, would agree with. Um, and I think we need to get serious about introducing fire to government. We need to actually consider how helpful it would be to introduce fire to government. Uh, I have been having a lot of surrogate fires on on my property Um, in lieu of government buildings. um, uh, Because because why don't we move those fires? Let's move those fires, right? Let's move those fires. I love Bo because he's so anarchist. (laughs) You you know, we don't agree all the time, but. You you just nail the the perfect anarchist. It's anybody else that tries to have these these kind of conversations. I see anywhere on the internet, and I think to myself, you know, Bo Hotchkiss freaking owns you, dude. You just need to shut up. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, you're making me blush. Holy shit! <laughs> Again, I don't always agree with you, but yeah, your your stuff is just awesome. Off the hook. It's really, it's really simple, man. It's so simple. I mean, I had a, a conversation uh, briefly with uh, DJ Rabziness on Twitter. I'm sure you guys know the guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I won't mention, like, the details because it's going to be the topic of Sidetrack this week on Friday. But it has to do with cops. It has to do with good cops and bad cops and all that type of shit. But. We had a conversation, and it had to do with morality and ethics and how ethical principles work and why you should even have them. And um, Anarchism is one of those things that, that when you actually hash it out, man, anarchism is the most ethical and logical at the same time uh, way to go. It just is. Whether you like it or not, and what? even if you're from the old school of thought where your parents told you, anarchism means chaos. No, it just means there's nobody in charge. That's all. Right, and this is the anar- this is the anarchism that, like, Bino and I, every once in a while, make it up on a soapbox and pontificate about, right? And, it's so fun, and, dude. I love and, doing and, it. Isn't it fun? Well, I mean, but it is, but that is in itself, like, sort of the anti antithesis of our anarchism, right? That's like, just leave me alone. Just leave me the fuck alone, and I'll leave you the fuck alone, right? Like, I don't need a Bible. Sorry, there's a phone call. Uh, An alien calling it. There's an alien calling Shin right now. Really? Is that a phone? Really? No, it's it's Star Trek. Uh, This is his... uh, Communicator. Yes. I used to have a um, uh, right when Android came out and Shadow DXS could uh, confirm this. They had a tricorder app. Uh, uh, By the way, hi Glenn. Hi Glenn. Hi Glenn. Love you, Glenn. There you go. Uh, but I mean, but the, okay. So anarchy. Back to anarchy. It's like I, I just want to be left alone. I I I can have my crazy. You know, even. Uh, um, you know, um, the word I am looking for is extremist. My extremist thoughts, um, 
whatever, as long as I don't impose them on anybody else. Well, let's go beyond I want to be left alone, and let's go further and say I want to leave you alone so bad that I will go out of my way to leave you alone so that I won't bother you. I will think about you in the sense that I don't want to bother you. Yeah, this is and, the thing. And maybe that's the approach. Hey, maybe that's the approach we need to take to get more people into it. Because, like, when we say we want to be left alone, they see hermits. But when we say we're thinking of you, and we want to leave you alone, we want to let you do what you want to do. Maybe then people will go, man, this guy's really empathetic. He cares about me. He wants he wants me to be happy too, instead yeah. of like. He wants that's to go live in a shed in the woods uh, uh, or some yes, shit. that's the common denominator of, like, all true anarchists is empathy, right? Like, yes, I can think of my considerations for you and your beliefs as nutty as I may think they are when, you know, I'm under my own roof and, and, and in my own thoughts. But you know what? I'm thinking of you enough. I'm considerate of you enough that you have the right to live your life as long as it's, you know, you, well, in there throws the caveat, right? But, you know, you can live your life, and, and I'm not going to bother you. Just don't bother me with mine. I'm, exactly. I'm really happy knowing that someone goes and lives their life on their own, in their own way, that doesn't affect me. That's nice. Well, this is, a, That's this really is nice. another big, like, psychological aspect of, of the anarchist, right, is, okay, take gay marriage, for instance. Like, there's this big, um, you know, there's this big emotional, you know, thing that happens uh, with with certain people who are married and hear about gay marriage as if it's going to detract from, from uh, uh, the sanctity of their own uh, nuptials. That word, sanctity. Fuck like, that. Isn't it, isn't it kind of fucking like, uh, pretentious to say sanctity? Isn't it a little bit pretentious? Yeah, Glenn, what do you think, right? Isn't it? Well, this whole thing you're saying about showing respect for people to live their own lives, and you think that's going to open more minds to the concept of anarchism. Well, well wait we, a minute. The there's only stipulations there. I mean, they have no, no, to that's, that's fine. not fuck us over uh, at the same time. If they do, then it's they just get a what's form coming. of propaganda. I mean, no, the, we're using the, we're using some sort of techniques to actually get people influenced into our our own beliefs, and I think that's a great idea. Well, that's fine, but this is all predicated on people being comfortable with making their own decisions, and that's Which the problem because this. Not. This we've entire all, we've got this, yeah we've got generations of not that yeah this whole society is constructed that you need the system the system mm-hmm. will tell you how to yeah. survive don't think yeah. for yourself don't do research just watch TV and you'll be told what you're supposed to do well the sim- the simple solution to that is our children and as much as I understand the people who say we shouldn't have kids. Kids are, you know, annoying or whatever, and I don't want a baby. Don't have a baby. If you don't want a baby, don't have a baby, by all means. That's great. It's wonderful that you understand the complexity of it, and you don't want it, and you've 
come to terms with that. That's wonderful. That is a great thing, in my opinion, that you've come to those terms. But let's say that you're not sure or you do want to have offspring. The next best thing you can do is teach them right from wrong. And right from wrong uh, is logical, ethical principles. And this is part of what I, the conversation that I had with DJ Rabsiness on uh, Twitter about uh, uh, ethics and lo- uh, morals being logical at the same time. Because he was saying that, no, not all ethics are logical. And I went, well, please name one ethical principle that is not at the same time uh, logical. And the the only thing he came up with was the death sentence. I said, well, that's not exactly ethical because the death sentence is really self-defense after the fact by somebody else who you wasn't capital there. Punishment? Huh? Capital punishment, eye for an eye, that Bible bullshit? Right, right, right. Yeah, he that was his argument. Uh, and yeah, I'm yeah, not going to speak for him, but that's that's the thing he presented as being, well, here's an illogical um ethical principle we have. And to me I said, well, I don't I don't think it's ethical because it doesn't apply to everybody. It, it applies to some people some of the time. And therefore an ethical principle if it's worth having should apply to everybody all the time, correct? Yes. Every, within all classes, from those who are on WIC and welfare to those who are beyond a tax bracket that we can comprehend. Ethics has right. become another buzzword. Ethics doesn't mean what it used to mean. Well, it doesn't. And it's You're all right. part. It's all part of the 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 method that. See, everybody's doing this, so it's accepted. It's okay. Right. That it's, doesn't mean it's ethical. It just that's means right. that it's accepted. That's I right. They substituted I the word every, ethics with accepted. Every nuance of our of our language, of the advantage of linguistics, of glossolalia, has been usurped by um, by the state. Political correctism, uh, and, and that's why why you see this movement in coding and programming um, being so parallel with um, a, a need for change. Exactly. Um, and um, but I will say this: uh, this comes from the chat. It says, "I have an oral agreement with my penis swallow," and that's oh. all I need to say. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba from the backwoods might be uh, my friends. Give him the um, bow. Hell yeah, backwoods. Bubba Mom from it. the backwoods show. Hey, uh, Shindu is back. I just got off the phone uh, with Johnny Panics, and she actually says hi to everybody. Cool. Hey. Hi. That's a leader of anonymous. Johnny Panics is leader of anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, how many leaders of anonymous are there again? There's four. four. There's you four. Have, you have to get on the schedule. You have to be on the schedule. <laughs> I'm not on the schedule. I'm certainly not on the schedule. Uh, I would like to be on the schedule. Well, I can remember. I can remember when I was the leader of Anonymous for 45 minutes during one of Rebel shows because I think I out. remember that. I think I was there and I was yeah. drunk as fuck. At the time. <laughs> I, was, I think I was there. I think I was there. And there were train whistles blowing. Yes. Yes. Cause was I was there? On the line. Oh yeah, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. 
I think I, I can't think you might have been the leader of Anonymous. I don't even consider myself a non. What's that got to do it with it? It was a short window, man. It was a really short, short window. I guess I had the mask on. The, the blue the mask. One? No, yeah, the blue one. Kind of, kind of, somewhat promoting the 2005 Warner Brothers film. I, I <laughs> vaguely remember it. That's but what, at the that's same what time, Fox because it was is, blue, right? uh, it was also promoting Blue Vino as a band and saying you need to look up. No, don't associate. No, don't. Blue and on. If I was leader of Anonymous, I would just make sure that no traffic lights in in any major urban area worked ever. I wouldn't. If I was the leader of Anon, I would take down all traffic, anything ever, all traffic signs, all traffic lights, everything, anything that runs. Remove it all because you know it's a false sense of security. So fuck it. I mean, if you look at places like Bombay or Calcutta or whatever the hell they call it these days. Where there's no traffic laws, it's a duty and entropy and chaos um, because they figure it out, right? This is really the whole premise that we're all held under, um, that these fucking idiot fucking Christian, all Jewish fucking Muslim, all the zealots, like, think, right, that if without this construct of of God and, or Allah or Yahweh or fucking whatever the fuck you want to call him, we were all yeah. out raping yeah. and fucking murdering each other. His absolute fucking prison. That's that's this is the construct of prison we live under, right? And okay, okay. So if you're an atheist, right, you're Richard Dawkins and you're out there, you know, fucking up on your soapbox. Dude, he gives he gives them a bad about name. Being an atheist, right? He is yeah. the most dogmatic fucking zealot I've ever listened to in my life. He gives atheists a Horrible, horrible name because his dogma, like his obvious hate for the religion that he was brought up under, you know, his whole fucking family is entombed in like the highest Catholic fucking shrine in Great Britain, right? Go fuck yourself, Richard Dawkins. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're just filled with hatred. You can't separate yourself from the dichotomy of fucking religion and fucking real life. You know, he's just caught up in another form of the dogma. You know, like, right. reject it all. Reject, you have to reject everything, you know, like. But that's, get, but that, that's scary. Who's going to tell me what to think? Right. Nobody. So this is where we no, are, right? Nobody's going to tell you what to think. Paradox. Nobody should tell you what to think. And anything that anybody thinks is just a thought, and it doesn't hold any concrete value to anything whatsoever. And it sounds nihilistic, but the truth is, no, it's not nihilistic. It just it's honest. That's all. To say yeah. anything that's thought isn't true, and um, and if you stick what's to science, actually right? true is very limited, and the human brain can only hold so much knowledge, and therefore the majority of what we believe is actually not true, um, and belief is nothing. Belief doesn't matter at all. It, I and, mean, and if you stick to science, I don't know. Like, I hate to hear it. What Darwin said, you know, not what we interpret what he said, but what he what he actually said, um, you know, those who can't behave uh, without um, the construct of an elder, whether it be the state, a parent, a church, whatever, they would wean themselves out. Yet we live in a culture and a society that celebrates those people, and they have the most offspring. 
Um, and, and so, you know, here we are stuck where where it, it, it's cyclical. Um, and, and those who figure out that, uh, you know what, we can all behave ourselves and be civil to one another. In fact, we can be more civil to one another without uh, the pressure of... Uh, of the constructs of religion or government or state or whatever it, it is you call it, um, are the ones who have less less offspring. Um, and so, you know, here we are heading back into a dark age. But well, here's I mean, the one thing at... that I think that's very important, mainly the statists are actually breeding like fucking rabbits while we're just staying over here and, you know, kind of putting ourselves out, you know, just... Well, I'm not really interested in children. You know, right. Well, that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's but I mean, this is where our battle is. Uh, the the battleground is children. I hate to say it. It is our The battleground is children. If you're if you're choosing to not have children simply because you don't want them, versus uh, maybe you do want them, but you're unsure of wh- what the world entails. If you're unsure of what the world entails and you you kind of want children, you most certainly should have children because you are the type of person that's going to teach them about the world that should be, and they are the type of kids that are going to change the world. If you're the type of person that's like, I love welfare and I'm going to teach my kids that welfare is the shit, well, then no. No. no, I agree with you, Bo. I mean, uh, having children really depends on the woman that you want to have children with. And I'm kind of old-fashioned. I'd rather have children with the woman that I want to spend the rest of my life with. And that's hard to come by. Oh, well, even if, even if you want to have children and you can't find the woman that you want to have children with, but, I mean, it's really – it's this is a thin theory. It's really thin, but if you could have children anyway – but raise them yourself um, in a way that, you know, expressed the reality of the situation that is the world today. Yeah, So you mean like Angelina rare, Jolie has kids? She started looking she buys, like a She buys kids. No, but she buys kids like they're a new Lexus. They are. <laughs> <laughs> She's like... They're I'm going to go to fucking South Africa and be like, there's the new Lexus. I'm buying that shit. Yeah, because we all go to South Africa for a Maserati. <laughs> we go to we, South Africa for an NBA player. It's gonna yeah, well, don't, don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> we can all fucking identify with what it's like to buy a Maserati, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I bought a new Chevy at 19. I still have her, though. <laughs> right? She's fine. She's, she's, oh, I love my girl. Wait, today's your 30th birthday, and you bought a car when you were 19, and you still have it? I bought a brand new, yeah, I bought a brand new, exactly what I wanted. You're my hero. I bought a Chevy truck at 19, brand new, and yeah. I I never learned the value of a a vehicle. It's like, I've jettisoned them around the country. I'm horrible with them. I get stuck in the snow, I'll fucking burn the engine out. Ugh. I'm really bad with you. Yeah. No, dude, I understand. It's the same way with me. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever owned a vehicle that didn't have something to go wrong with it. Dude, I, this, I, 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 I try driving this thing up from the side of the volcano. In Nevada, they're like, we, we still have your car. 
What do you want us to do with it? The storage fees are like $23,000. Like, yeah, I'm going to respect that letter. Junk, junk it, yeah. Take it away. <laughs> Sell it. Screw it. I'll just shit. buy like an R6 and be fine with that. It's like a it's like a Datsun. That's how old it is. It's not even a Nissan. Oh, <laughs> man, back when Datsun was a word. Dude, I'd Dotson. rather have my Colorado Z71 than any stinking rental vehicle. I love my goddamn car. Or my truck, excuse me. That thing can go anywhere. It's insane. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a dude. I've got a Jeep Grand Cherokee with uh, the fucking um, Quadra Drive uh, all-wheel drive, which is you know similar to a Subaru all-wheel drive or a Volkswagen Audi all-wheel drive. Yeah, but but you but It'll you go anywhere. You own a Chrysler, so the the engine is completely designed by idiots, and you probably have to. Oh yeah. Kind of uh, wheel. The engine is the problem. You're right. The engine's the problem. The drivetrain is wonderful. The engine is the problem. Vert, no, come on. All right. So my truck is. All right. Is Vert, I'm not in the chat hour. room. Is Vert, is Vert in the chat room? Can yeah, he's saying that. Can he's that? always in the chat room, dude. He's can never on the line. line. No, my truck is inline five cylinder, three and a half liter, which is actually. I love big. it's officially going Your out to Vert. I love it's officially going out to Vert. I mean, I got a Volvo motor. I got a German-engineered Volvo motor inside my American vehicle. So I can't complain. That thing has been to hell and back. It's always Your your mom's German-engineered. Oh, yeah. Actually, my dad was. My dad's like totally master race. Six foot tall, blonde hair, blue eyes, and I'm five foot eight, five foot seven, brown hair, hazel eyes. I'm I'm fucking accurate with my trolls. (laughs) <laughs> okay, uh, I'd like to go back to this thing about uh, how the battleground is children and whether idiots or intelligent people have them. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think let's go there. Commercials let's running. go there. Right? There's running on NBC saying that the, your children aren't yours. They're actually the states. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They said that. I remember that. That fucking black girl said that. I don't yeah. remember her name, but she got, like, fired right after it, didn't she? Yeah, uh, right. Michelle uh, Reed. Is that who that was? This is a she moot. was all like, the government raises your kids because fuck off. And that was, like, a summary of what she said. All right, let's yeah. let's give Glenn 30 seconds to explain. That's all a moot point. It's too late for that. The problem is... To create children, you need parents. There are two generations of parents who are still children. So uh, I don't see that as being a battleground. That war has already come and gone. Well, this is part of the paradox I live under, right, is that, you know, I I don't think that we have any adults in this country. No. Uh, oh, oh, sure and, you do. And, they just don't well, tell we the have truth. Some. It's just the, the majority right. is not. Yeah, you're. I understand what you're saying. The majority is. And, and the uh, like when you grow, like when I grew up, man, I, I realized that I lived around high schoolers. I grew up and thought the world would be different. I thought I'm an adult now. The world's going to be different. I grew up and I thought, no, it's not different. It's high schoolers. All over the place. Why is it high schoolers all over the place? Why are they not adults now? Yeah, they and don't Jack, exist anymore. Look at chat, please. And I'm I, and I'm glad I'm I'm not alone in thinking that because, you know, 
Um, I'm certainly comfortable with my uh, ad- my permanent state of adolescence, right? But I've, I, you know, the most responsibility that I've ever agreed to accept is running a restaurant. Um, you know, I, I'm not I'm not putting forth my character to run uh, anything more than that, uh, let alone a country um, or or a municipal government. Um, you know, or a province in Canada, um, and and yet, so we have these man children, right, um, who uh, put themselves forth as as responsible adults, and the other kids, um, which they are, follow them along with like the tough guy at the playground. But this is the mentality we're stuck in, right? Yeah. Until you can see the game, you don't know you're in the game. And this is the problem with the vast majority of voting-eligible people. They don't understand they're on a wheel. Well, they're also kind of coerced by television ads, too. There are so many people that think voting even fucking matters. That's the ridiculous bullshit of the whole thing is they're like, well, hey, I'll tell you, you gotta what. get out there and vote, and it's like you understand that none of that shit even matters. First I'll off, tell you what, you're voting matter? into a fucking machine that's going to change your vote based on what they want, but they need your numbers to make it seem plausible. So the only way that we could call them on their bullshit is if nobody went and did it, and there still was a result. That's the only way we could call them on their bullshit. But you still think that if you go vote you're going to fucking affect something. All you're doing is being a number that's entered in that automatically doesn't vote for whatever the fuck you said and votes for whatever the state wants. Well, well here's I, one I, thing I, that I will it. say. I will Hold say. On. I will Alex. say. Go ahead, baby. Yeah, let's hear it, I will say that, that, you know, national elections don't really matter. I'm not going to say that. But local elections do. I've seen a lot of change. There has been a lot of things that they, happen they go into between the in the local elections. So you're not talking about like how a, many times have presidential or congressional, but you're talking about the province by doing the local doing the local elections. No, okay. I totally so don't tell agree. me that doesn't fucking matter. I've but seen it, it before. I've seen machine. it with my own eyes. I know it goes by the same fucking machine. It's but as riggable as the rest. Oh. It, it is riggable, but. But it's not really right now. And we're and actually affecting no, people. It's not how, as how do you know? How do you know? Because there's, there's more of a general happen. sense. Hold up, hold up. How people feel. There's too many people talking. I can't hear what he's saying. I, I totally agree with Dalek. In, in, in small municipal communities, I think that, that votes are worth something. I live in a small municipal community. And we use automated machines. You put your vote into a machine that reads it. An automated machine. It's not a person that reads the vote. Therefore, uh, it's riggable. It is riggable. I can't, now, I can't do, disagree with that. Do they, really. do they count it? Do they count it like a paper ballot alongside of it? No, they do not. So, does it mean they do rig it? No, it doesn't mean that they do. It doesn't mean that they don't either. I do have a problem with even no because I go to, you know where you vote here? 
You go to a goddamn church to vote. Figure that shit out. You walk into a church. I have to go to a school, a Catholic school to vote here in my municipality. How fucked up is that shit? Well, that's a whole different episode. Right, right. The separation of church and state in this country, like, I mean, you don't vote in the goddamn church here. It's never existed. It was much better when the Protestant church ran the state than now the... Uh, born-again fucking crazy Christians run it, but uh, there's never been a separation of church and state in this country, despite what the uh, Constitution uh, may may want you to think. You know, I mean, this yet, whole... Yeah, I'm supposed to trust. ...founded on, on divine providence, right? We have a divine right to slaughter and kill and maim and drive... I'm going to catch all for this. ...that I'm me walking into a building... Where I'm not even that religion, and I don't trust that religion, but I walk in there and I vote <laughs> on something, and I'm supposed to trust that these people actually give <laughs> three fucks that the paper I'm feeding into an automated machine is accurate. Oh fuck! So I'm going to catch off for this statement. I, I actually have more faith in a unified government. Um, and sorry, Define, oh. well, hold. Define unified well, government. Who is tone dialing us? Uh, Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's Furt. Yeah, that'd be me. <laughs> hey, Furt, welcome to the show. Furt is I'll now on hammering, hammering one. <laughs> well, I did put um, you on. Yeah. It's live. You are live. Yeah, that's that's what I don't dig about them going back to the beeps. It's like, I don't know if I'm getting muted or I'm being on. And it's just kept on going, Vert's at a payphone freaking fucking blog talk radio right now with the Captain Crunch whistle. Oh, speaking of blog blog talk radio, uh, tonight when you brought me onto the show, uh, and Capdalic, uh, there was actually a beep. And last night when I was on The View up here with Canadian Glenn, it was unmuted and muted. It was was an audible unmuted and muted from from BTR. So that's kind of interesting going, you know, between days. I kind of like the... uh, I kind of like the old unmuted, muted thing, because it kind of tells me as an idiot, hey, shit, you're on air. It's a little more personal. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, I like, beef, I like I the, the audio more than the uh, burp, burp, me too. What, so what is that? That's uh, whatever browser you're using? That's what that's dependent on, I think? No, it's the same browser, guys. Same ah, browser. Muted. So it's just the level of the NSA. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty good, for sure. <laughs> Unmuted. Oh. <laughs> Nailed it. it. It put me to sleep. I was like, oh, I'm lullabied. Yeah. But, I mean, so li- living in a small community myself, as uh, as, as I think, I know Dalek bounces around a little bit in Colorado, but I think it's similar. Like I, I, you know, I I do cast a vote for my. Uh, uh, how do we run in Vermont here? We have uh, county uh, reps who are our states, you know, senators. Um, and I cast a vote for that. You're um, missing the point, though. No, I get the point. You know, I mean, I think that the first time, like that the person I cast a vote for doesn't get elected, then I'll have a real problem. Then I'll burn no, stuff. No, no, that's easy. That's, that's, 
that's a cop out, man. Because the whole idea of vote, voting, the reason it's tyrannical, is because it means if you lose, you're forced into a life that you didn't vote for, that you chose not to have. Then leave. So therefore, morally and ethically, it's not right. It's not right, no matter which way you slice it. Oh. And okay. it sounds, I hang on, hang on. It, it sounds calm and peaceful to the layman. I don't know why. I don't know why. I never understood this. Why the average person is like, hey, we we had a vote and we all decided to do this. And when someone said, but I don't want to do this, everybody goes. You can fuck off and die, or do it, please. And it's moral. I don't understand that, and I don't, I don't accept it either. Because the truth is, it's not moral, and never will be moral. And it's force. It is force, whether you like it or not. All right, anyways, Bo, I want to see you live a week in uh, Mexico or Canada and think to yourself, you'll be saying to yourself, I, I, there's no country uh, on the planet other. Than, uh, no, listen, listen, Shin. There's no country on the planet that I would be happy to live in, except maybe North Sentinel Island, if they would have me. But Dude, they let's would. start an offshore oil rig kind of nation like, like Solid Snake did, or Naked Snake. So Fuck, speaking do of it. offshore uh, oil rigs, um, so we have that, that ugly uh, little uh, energy festering sore pop up again, right? California, there was an underground puncture in a in a pipeline. Um and uh I don't know what la- last I heard from the mainstream media, it's five times worse than it was. Um all the multitude of uh dolphin die offs in uh the Gulf of Mexico are now um unequivocally attached, uh confirmed yeah, um, uh, deep water so, horizon. So, so basically, we are um, just as bad as the Japanese. Oh, the well, Japanese we don't, we don't whale. lure we don't whale. them into coves and yeah, murder them. We just poison the ocean and murder them. Yeah, well, either the, way, huge droves of dolphins die. Yeah, right. Like uh, literally the second most sentient being on the planet. Fuck this country, uh, man. Fuck this government. Fuck, fuck all of this bullshit. Orga- we're so organized. Yeah, we're so organized that we fuck over everything on Earth. Listen to Canadian Glenn's show. Like it, it's all one now. It's it's astounding. At the airport the other the other day, I was sitting next to a couple of Canadians. Great folks, you know, all around. Seriously, good. Like good people, like Australians. You know, if you travel, you meet Australians. Um, and and all in all, they're good folks, um, right? And, and and so this imperialism is now spread to like the hinter country, right? Canada, um, you know, because it, it, it's the, it's it's the way to produce um, intergenerational wealth, and that and that is really the goal of imperialism, right? Is um, to create enough wealth where. Uh, you you as the patriarch um, don't have to worry about anything for five generations. I think that's the standard. I think four, maybe four generations. Um, and so right. we've returned to that, right? So that's how people in in the United States get into government. The service whole point of the, is is it, it's a joke, right? Service. That's a joke. 
There is no service. Look at cops. No. Government. Nobody, nobody, nobody serves anybody. I love that train whistle. So sure. nobody serves anybody except these tiny little communities like us who serve each other to get through from one day to the next. You know? Um, right. Yeah. So how do we expand that sense of, like, community where people care about it? I mean, there's no way you could argue with me that Western people like their children, let alone love their children. How and their trains. They? How could they? How could Wait, they what love? do you mean? Are you saying that they don't? No, I'm saying they unequivocally do not love their children. I'm saying Western parents, for all the pomp and circumstance that they make about having children, about the joy, about the... You know, this is the only thing I cherish. How can they say that when they but make Because they, they treat them like prize trophies that they need to shove around. But, the, but every decision that is made by the status quo in this country that are the soccer moms and the soccer dads and uh, is wrong. It's wrong for the future. It's well, wrong. Well, the thing not, is, is we're, we're the only future, species like on Earth. We're the only species. We're the only species on Earth that has subverted survival of the fittest. We've subverted that entirely. We've stopped it. We've completely canceled out survival of the fittest. I don't I'm not saying survival of the fittest is moral and just and all that shit. I'm just saying that we're the only one. That's all I'm saying. That's it. We're the only ones that have subverted it completely. Right. I'm not saying we need to that do it. I'm not saying I'm apocalypse from the X-Men and no, I no. love survival I, of the fittest like some crazy tyrant. I'm just saying. Quite the opposite. I think that is like the transcendence of human consciousness is 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 getting past uh, um, the pressures of survival of the fittest, you know, of, of the and bully. And once thought. we get past them, is it right? Does it Makes sense. Is it logical to say, oh, right well, we should have all kinds of humans that are not fit to be humans and Sorry. We protect them and make sure that they're humans forever? Or should we go, <laughs> you know what, we should kind of let these assholes die because they're fucking assholes. Example, Kardashians. Anything that ends in Kardashian should probably die off because they contribute nothing to society. They should not exist, and they do. I don't know why they exist, other than the fact that a guy competed in the Olympics and married some bitch and was like, hey, let's have a gigantic family. And then MTV happened, and MTV was like, oh, we're going to do music. And then after a while, they were like, fuck music, we're going to do reality TV and no music whatsoever. And then as that trend happened, it caught on uh, elsewhere. And then, oh, boom, fuck. you had these oh. fuckers have their own goddamn TV show, and humanity is fucked. All I know is one of them got a big, fat ass, which is lovely. And, Holy but you can buy that. That's the funny thing. Hey, you can, hey, buy can we let you can just buy it. speak? Good Lord. That's Absolutely. Oh, my God. Are you okay? Bo, Bo, I think you got to start phoning Candy Show if you're going to fucking pull that <laughs> shit out, okay? Well, now, shit. your whole premise Wait. about we do the whole premise about there's no more survival of the fittest and we should be making the call on the assholes. Well, the problem is the assholes are the ones who make the call. 
That's what the fucking problem is. I thought that's what I was trying... Maybe that wasn't what I said. I was trying to say that, but I'm well inebriated and might not be pulling off that type of... Uh, Exchange. I don't know. Yeah, exactly, yes. You're doing fine, Bo. Just keep going. Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> Cactus. No, I want to well inebriated. I can still uh, make some points. I imagine but, but if the same I mean, people that I, I'm I, talking I about are well inebriated, they can't make any points, let alone while they're sober. I caught that, Bo. But, and, and Glenn is right. I want to hear my preach, Glenn. Come on, man. Yeah, Glenn, please continue. I need that maple sack. Well, I just want to go back to a minute again uh, about the voting, and voting doesn't matter. Well, that's up for debate, and Mm -hmm. I am still convinced that the whole game of voting is to discourage it. If people would merely cast that aside and turn out like they did 100 years ago, four out of five people voted, if not more, We all know governments are corporate, but for their legitimacy every day or one day every four years, they seek a check mark in a box. So to say voting doesn't matter, it does, but everybody has to do it. That's what's missing because up, up here in Texas North, we just kicked the fucking corporations out. Of political office. Why? Because enough people at the same time said, fuck this, these guys are done. And it came together. So we do have real change. It's going to take a while to shake out, and there's going to be some pain. But what do you expect? There's pain anyway. Maybe this way we'll get a little more of our own fucking labor back instead of giving it all away to the oil companies. But the problem with it is that usually voting is closer to 50-50. It might be 60-40. Even if it's 70-30, you've still got the problem of immorality. It's only your conception that it's immoral. No, no, no. no, If you don't like it, leave society. Bullshit. That's your option. That's your option. No, that's accepting the social contract. That's accepting... The social contract. And the You're social contract is it. bullshit. Social contract There's no such thing as a social contract. Yes, that it never existed, ever. Yes, yes ever. it does. Yes, it no. always bullshit. has. Prove it to me. I never signed it. Prove it. Prove that I signed it. Prove it. You were born. Rookie of the year. Bullshit, dude. What part of me having a cock means that I accept the social contract? I don't accept it ever. I don't want it. I don't like it. I'm not a part of it. Fuck off! I don't want it. You make so it therefore, down. no. I'm sorry. The social I contract is bullshit. I don't have to be a part of it. Well, I don't have to be a part of anything I don't either. want to be a part of. I can go live off the grid if I really wanted to. The point yeah. of the matter is that the freedom is there. Therefore, the social contract is null and void. Just because the freedom is there, only because the freedom is there. Then exercise your freedom. I don't think you have that freedom. That takes Everybody has the freedom to live off the grid. Everybody it, can go be it, a mountain man. It lot, doesn't lot. matter. The point of the matter is that the social contract never existed. Yes, no, I agree with that 100%. 100%.
It I, only I, exists I, if you I have want no to. contract with any Bullshit. society ever, not once. No, the truth is it only exists if you want it to. Bullshit. I can go violate it now, right this second, if I want to. Okay, that's the proof before alone we get that it into, doesn't exist. Before we get into no. the whole idea and with the people violated contract, at a staggering rate. For one second. What's right. up, like, Ant- Ant- Could I please uh, go ahead and speak? That, um, Glenn, could you please define um, the social contract or whatever you would like to say that you know, if you don't like it, go ahead and leave around the society. Let's, let's and let have Glenn have the floor, absolutely, just for a second. And then we'll go back quick. to you, Bo. Well, Bo's making it sound like it's a decision he's involved in. Hang on, Bo. Hang on, Bo. Let's hear out Glenn. Now, the social contract is society itself. You can go back to ancient Egypt. You can go through time. There's always been a society. So that means there is always some form of a social contract because that's we are social beings. I'd knock the bottom out of Cleopatra. Hold up, hold yeah. up. We'll get back to you, dude. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not a question of whether you agreed to it. It happens. You're born, you're part of it. That's it. Government is the latest form to try and deliver it instead of what existed in ancient times with the royals and everybody else is a fucking nigger. It's slightly different now, not overly, but I mean, are the rules fair? No. Are they ever adjusted? No. Are they ever reviewed? Yes, but not by society as a whole, just by the people who run it. So, I mean, the social contract is there. To escape it, you have to live outside of society, which means you're... Somewhere by yourself. I mean... No, even, here's also even, within the... Go even on. tribes. Even tribes that have never had interaction in the Amazon. They still have a social contract. But yet they depend on nobody else in the world for thousands of years to live. But they still have their own social contract. It's part of people being in a group. You can't escape it. If you don't like it, that's another issue. But it exists. All right, Bo, do you have a recourse? I think, you, to be honest, anybody that understands what you just said, I think you've made my argument for me. Well, I don't, how so? I don't, yeah, just because uh, for it to be a contract, you have to agree to it. Um, being yeah, born is not a legal agreement. Being born, you're a baby. You don't, you don't understand shit. And It's not say, about you. Hang on, Glenn. It's not about you either. It's not about other humans either. My humanity is not about other humanity either. No humanity is about other humanity either. Whether you want it to be is of no uh, of no importance. It doesn't matter. It would be nice. What it sounds like you're saying is that it would be nice if it mattered to other humans that other humans mattered, but. There's no force there. You're not forced to care about other humans. You're not forced to be a part of other humans. You could be a baby as a Spartan that's thrown into the woods right when you're born and fuck off. And if you make it, great. If you don't, fine. 
Spartacus. But the truth of the matter, the truth of the matter is, no, you don't have to be a part of society. And if you don't have to, then the truth is, no, there's no social contract. And to contract is a completely human idea. It's not a natural idea. And humans are natural beings. Anything that we do only happens because physics allows it. So the fact that we can, oh, well, we've melted down these particles and turned them into plastics and done this, yes, it seems unnatural, but the truth of the matter is these particles were on Earth on earth and therefore we turn them into this and therefore it is technically natural because we were able to do it but to say a social contract is natural as in you cannot escape a social contract i uh plead you to argue the same point to horseshoe crabs and say you're a part of a social contract they're going to stare at you like Horseshoe crabs because right, they're but, fucking well, horseshoe about, crabs. How about the the obvious thing? Because I agree with you absolutely. I reject any social contract that somebody tries to impose upon me. I reject absolutely, unequivocally, immediately. In fact, <laughs> the best way to get me to not do something is to tell me to do it. Right, or to so say that you're contractually uh, obligated to do so. Okay, that's my own personal like position on on authority you know i i am compulsively in compliance that that unfortunately and and i'm not bragging you know it's held me up in a lot of facets of life right but in 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 society in i'm not getting up on you glenn i just want everybody to have a have a chance to speak on their side right absolutely you know and um I think what what I think the agreement upon between Glenn and um, and Bo, um, you know, is that that, that this social contract is imposed. Um, it, it, that you know, Glenn argues on one side that if you're born, then you're born into it, um, and Bo argues on the other side that that just because you're born, you're not obligated to any contract. Um, and I guess my point is that the 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 point of contract or no contract is null and void because um, it, it 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 never existed without without the illusion. Well, uh, I have proof. I have proof. Here's the proof that the social contract does not matter. I can become a murderer at any time that I want to. And a social contract cannot, by magical force, stop me from doing so. If a social contract actually matters, there should be some kind of implication that I have to follow it or else something happens. The truth is, nothing happens if I don't follow it or if I do follow it. Nothing at all. Either way. Either way. Let's just say, you and I have... have, uh, essentially, as far as I've known you for three years, excuse ourselves from this obligatory social contract. Yeah, let's wrap uh, this up I, quickly, guys. I don't think you've committed any felonies against other human beings since then. Um, I haven't. Um, so, you know, so where where is the where is the ethical enforcement of the social contract but in the mind of people? 
And anything that's going to be ethical, by the way, if it's worth having, uh, should be universal, meaning it should apply to every human being across the board. And if it doesn't, then it makes no sense to have it whatsoever. Okay, okay. Let's stop here. Uh, I hate to interrupt you, Bo, but uh, Glenn, if you have any recourse, uh, you got 45 seconds. Let's hear it, and let's move on. Rebuttal would be the right term. Shit. Rebuttal. Sorry. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Absolutely. Bo, if that's how you consider the human condition to be, go ahead. It ain't mine. End of story. All right, cool. Well, let's move Glenn, on with third row radio. Glenn. I, I mean, All right. Glenn, you, 20 you seconds, are like, you are like my free, but Glenn is like my freedom hero. Like, I can't hear him capitulate. Um, I want it over. You what yeah, let's, over? Let's move on. All right, we're not going to argue here. I mean, we're not trying to, like, start an argument. I'm trying to, like, uh, monitor. Uh, uh, a mediating argument here. I think we've I think we've actually hit ground where Glenn and I disagree so much that it's like people not think differently. Change. Like I, I feel that uh, it's pretty rare. It's paid. pretty rare. Can we so just fight the fact that I have a dead horse and, right and here? I look can't at it him? like it's the Northern Lights for a second Fuck because Glenn and I don't disagree that often that we should look at it like you know what? Here's one thing. It happens very rarely in human history. But sometimes is such an it appears, though, at heart. I know, yeah. So am I. That's the point. It's so different. Yeah, you guys talk about the it northern lights. But it's like the northern lights being seen in Texas. Okay? That's how rare this is. That's apocalypse. It's like, wow, look at it. This doesn't happen but once every, like, 3,000 years. Yeah, or at the end of the world. No, honestly, <laughs> am I right, Glenn, or am I right? Have we uh -oh. moved on yet? All right. So yeah. Anyway. So yeah. So so Bo Bo Hodgkiss was you know he's, he's great. He's great. Um, and this is uh, we're going to be moving on uh, into the territory of I really don't know. <laughs> All right. I got. I had one. Hold on. Because uh, when Dalek was like, "We're doing a show," I uh, fucking oh, love that. Oh, there's no anarchy. Hold on. I got another one. <laughs> Um, oh, uh, hacking the planes. That guy uh, was in the passenger seat, right? Uh, and uh, uh, he he threat. He said he he was going to hack a plane, but he actually had hacked like seven of them through the entertainment system of the yeah. plane, in-flight entertainment entertainment system. And yeah. this is a whitehead hacker, and uh, whitehead hackers are one of those. Uh, uh, see something, say something. Individuals, just like Edward Snowden, and they're the ones that get crapped on and prosecuted and shunned out of light. And he is getting prosecuted, right? He is getting yes. in trouble. Yes, he is getting hey, in trouble. Hey guys, he exposed the flaw in the hey security. Guys, it's, hang on, really quick. I'm just gonna. I just want to let you know I'm taking off because it's. 1.15 in the morning here, and I've got to work at 8 in the morning, so I need to hey, head Bo. off to bed. So Bo, it was a lot of fun. Um, so I'm glad that I you, uh, fucking joined in. So, But uh, yeah, I'll so catch you guys you later. I appreciate you. Yeah, you too, man. Later, Bo. Right. Later, Bo. Later. Bye. Bye. 
That's that was Bo point. that brought up the hacking uh, issue with the plane, right? And he just bounced no, out. No, that was me, Antichrist. Oh, yeah, Antichrist. Go ahead. So, yeah, you the white hat hacker. Yeah, so um, so apparently he the first time he did it, he did, like you said, he he wrote to the airlines and said the entertainment systems are open. But now he is under, and Shin, you may know more about this than I do, but now he is uh, under indictment, right? Yes, he's under indictment. Um yeah, because and, Boeing wants him prosecuted. That's why. Right. It's it's it, it hurts her stocks basically. Well, apparently, yeah. apparently he did it on Boeing aircraft and Airbus aircraft. So that would mean a common engine manufacturer, likely Pratt and Whitney. What's not really being said? They're making it sound like he hacked the control systems in the cockpit. He didn't. Right. He hacked the codec system on the engines. Yeah. which is full digital authority control of the engines. So they're not really explaining it correctly. He he hacked the subsystem. He didn't hack the plane. He couldn't steer the plane. What he did is he increased the speed of one engine and made the plane move sideways. It threw, off, it threw off the yaw. He didn't I didn't con- know that. Yeah, he didn't control the stick. All but he still, broke in- that's pretty significant. It is, but, I mean, codec systems for engines now, they're still fairly new. I mean, it's only like 10 years, even in military terms, that they have codec control. So, I mean, it's it's still a primitive system as far as they're concerned. But for, like, the layman like me, if something has an IP address, then, then it's hackable, right? Well, I mean, there's no there's no IPs involved. I mean, he just... He backdoored the computer of the plane. Right, the oh, I, system that, that shows you movies, you know, while you're in international flights. That's, yeah, I, 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 I read that each plane has an IP address. Well, they do to they communicate do. with yeah. radar. Because don't forget, the issue when those Malaysian planes disappeared, remember you heard the reports about Boeing getting updates on the engines. And then that's where they guessed where the plane was. That's Kodak. Right, exactly. And the, right, exactly. And that's, those are actually the most accurate. That's coded. That going, that's that's communicating back to the manufacturer. So oh, for this okay, guy to... So those are the hackable ones. Well, that's the signal that leaves the server. Yes. But the, the server itself has all the plane systems on one server. So if you can hack into that server, you can see a lot of stuff. All right, a quick quiz. How many people? How many people think that... M three seventy is crashed and decimated somewhere. Nope. I don't feel nope. that no. Nope. No. Me neither. Diego Impossible. Garcia. Right? Impossible. That Diego could, Garcia. I mean I, I You can't I, disappear I, a plane. I'm reaching for my tinfoil hat. I don't have it on yet, but it's impossible that that they haven't found anything from that plane. Jet fuel cannot melt steel beams. This is true. This is Double true. That, yes. You know, uh, Sandy Hook um, was a lone gunman. 9-11 was not the way it happened in the picture. Man, I don't want to say this on air, but Jews, the only thing I will Jews. say that uh, Sandy Hook did not happen, period. Yep. No, no way. I, I disagree. Period. My tinfoil hat is only so thick. You know, just because uh, living in New England, 
like six degrees of separation, you know, I, I, I well, don't. You're, I you're don't in a dense believe. population area. I mean, you would think that 9-11 happened in the way that you were told. Uh, no, because no way. Of, no way, but no Sandy way. Hook did not freaking happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for no. those who are listening uh, in archive uh, to to this wonderful radio show. We had r- many great debates, but uh, the the one event that really woke me up to everything was Sandy Hook, and I you delved into shit. everything. Really? Yes. Well, it, we might have to organize a show just for Sandy Hook because I'm fine with that. I'm fine I, with I, that. I think you're a fairly sound, uh, you know, mind. Um, I, I, it's hard to argue that um, it's harder to argue that that the twin towers were brought down the way that the, the state presents they were um, than it's not, right? Let's say so, it's harder to argue that there was any mm-hmm. students or any children inside that school when the events were to occur. Period. We have to have a show about that. All right, I'm down. I'm uh, down. I've got I've got one question about what? Sandy Hook, and it's it's going to sound pretty cold, but sorry about the plane. I, I don't want like kids either. Jews. I want somebody to tell me, for all these families where a child was apparently killed, how many of these families are still living there? How many have moved away? That's what I want to know. Because just like MH370, it was reported for a very short time that there were banks in China that were seeing wire withdrawals from the accounts of people who were on that plane after it disappeared. So it's the same type of thing. These people are dead, but somebody's getting their money. And then it stops. Now, Glenn is taking my side, uh, but he does bring up a great question. But that, I, mean, I but actually haven't talked okay, to about the, this at the all. Amount of, I blame the, the amount of mo- Always. But the amount of money, I mean, in 9-11, again, you're talking like transgenerational wealth. Well, um, I'm, not, I'm not talking about somebody was taking, you know, millions of dollars out. I'm talking about the normal people on, the, on right. that plane. Getting, uh-huh, right. Middle like class getting people. Payoffs, you mean? Well, whatever... Their money was going somewhere, and I mean, yeah. this is electronic banking, and these are Chinese people. They're not stupid. It's not like their passwords laying around, you know. Now, the other issue I have with Sandy Hook and the Boston bombing, what's with the person who died in both? That woman, you yeah. know. And there were neighbors and witnesses who were the same, and like, there's just too many fucking questions. There's no real investigations. Sandy Hook, that school, is completely fucking gone. It's a flat piece of land. They never did any forensics on the scene. It just doesn't make sense. And the uh, political powers in place uh, move swiftly, including the executive branch, to disarm the rest of America. I'm not saying disarm the rest of America, but uh, in in so many words... um, I mean, for the record, I think with 9-11, you know, what happened was it it, it was one of the uh, worst cases of um, FBI handlers thinking they can control um, 
their pawns um, while the pawns are meanwhile turning around and controlling the assets that they're given by the FBI um, and allocated uh, to where they where they where they want to go. Um, and then, and I think that the uh, the chain of command stand down um, that happened in nine eleven. Um, it is incontrovertible. You know, everybody who made a mistake that in any other time in the history of any country would be terminated immediately was promoted. Um, you know, the, the one thing that tells me that, you know, I can take my tinfoil hat off with 9-11 is um, the breakdown in our in our air defense. Um, and that's protocol. That's that's logistics. That's in, you know, those, those are rules that that aren't uh, subjugated or, or undermined by anything, anything, unless it's top down. Um, you know, so I don't know what happened at Sandy Hook. I don't know what happened at the Boston bombing. I know they're putting that young man to death. Um, you know, but as far as 9-11 goes, uh, the chances that it went down the way that, that has been presented to us and our our parents um, is zero. Fault. It's erroneous. The, all right. So, so look at the Pentagon. Really me up. Look at the Pentagon. That's all you have to look at from 9-11. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to, um, yeah, absolutely, too, Glenn. Uh, Pentagon Flight 93 and the, sorry about the fucking train. Anyways. So I wanted to I wanted to uh, 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 elaborate on on my my passion with Sandy Hook is that that was the the event that really woke me up okay and I'm not going toward okay okay so I started with you know the Alex Jones series I didn't know who Alex Jones was in 2013 because it happened in uh, December 2012 Sandy Hook shootings. Uh, what what occurred was uh, I looked at everything. I looked at um, the the nine eleven conspiracy theories. I looked at uh, the Oklahoma City bombings. I looked at you know the Sandy Hook. Of, of course, you know I really looked at that under a microscope and 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 I saw everything. Okay, so I, I looked into everything. I looked at the no planes theory for nine eleven and and being. Uh, uh, the, the the twin towers being destroyed by a satellite weapon and just a bunch of garbage. What's that lady's name? What uh, is it? Jones, lady? Judy Jones. I I I can't say yes or no on that one. I I'm not going to look it up right now. Yeah, I'm on the radio probably. show. She has the she has the alternative energy theory. She's all hooked up with uh, Hutchinson. Um. Who is like a cool mad scientist um, and can make make shit levitate like small uh, steel right. beams? I went, I went down the steel uh, the stew web uh, rabbit hole, um, and he's he's absolutely fucking nuts. Um, yeah, he is. He is nutty. <laughs> he's he's stupid. Um, and and he can. It all started with shit. Sandy Hook for me. And when I looked at Sandy Hook, it didn't add up. It didn't add up that there was multiple shooters uh, outside the school. It didn't add up to the fact that, uh, you know, I'm not some sadistic son of a bitch that wanted to see dead kids being shot up by anybody on security photos 
or anything, but the only photos that were ever released from Sandy Hook were a teacher leading children away, uh, head in hand. You know, it was like uh, one teacher that's probably a few younger, few years younger than me, uh, leading you know about six kids away from the school. Uh, the the line of emergency vehicles didn't add up for the Sandy Hook. Uh, there's there's so many things that need to be questioned. Uh, including and up to the witnesses of the shooting, I, I, I it just, it just led me down to different rabbit holes right. and allowed Wait, me hold to that think thought. that. Hold that thought because we got about ninety seconds left. Uh, if you guys want to call in, please go ahead and do so six four six nine two nine one four eight zero, and then you guys can listen to the show. Also, call in via Skype. It is uh, the BTR number is BTR listener zero twenty eight. Nope, not 028, but 058. So please go ahead and do so. Yeah. So go ahead and do so. Get on here. I think uh, think the Sandy Sandy Hook thing was just an example of absolute incompetence. I mean, because, I mean, I, I I, I, I am sort of mentally geared towards conspiracy theories. And so I examined all that under a microscope myself. And, you know, all the videos that, you know, that that sort of showed uh, this is going on and so on and so forth. Um, I mean, look, there's not the requisite amount of police, uh, the requisite amount of uh, ambulance and so on and so forth. Um, the communications are all fucked up. There's a guy running off back in the woods, which I really examined. That was very strange. Um, and I still find that part of the whole thing uh, a little strange, um, considering that he claims he was the dad who happened to be armed uh, at the side of the school but didn't um, shoot uh, or, or pursue the victim but instead fleed into the woods. I thought that was odd, but I still think it was just um, gross incompetence, um, and, and the police force that wasn't even slightly prepared um, for what happened. Now, if you want to talk conspiracy theory and strap the tinfoil hat on, what is exceptionally odd is the fact that um, Adam Lanza's father is connected with... Um, uh, the company um, who had 20 employees disappear on M370. Um, um, the, uh, I think they were a team of uh, like uh, particle collider scientists. Um, I forget what company they worked for. Somebody can probably uh, find that out real quick. Um, Accelotron or something like that, uh, some sort of name like that. But Adam Lanza's father... Um, is uh, uh, an extremely uh, well-respected and bright uh, particle physicist uh, um, researcher um, who also delves into the more esoteric side of of things that happen, could happen um, when you smash particles together. And so I think that that if you're going to focus on the conspiracy side of... of, uh, Sandy Hook, that's the side to focus on. Did I say that out loud? Yes. 
No, no, oh, I understand God. you're fine with that uh, with that deduction there. Um, I, I, I haven't let, uh, read into any of the MH370 uh, disappearance of any kind of witnesses of what occurred at Sandy Hook. I, I didn't know there, there was any kind of connection then whatsoever. So the only connection is that there were um, 20 employees of uh, a particle accelerator company on board, and, and I apologize, the name escapes me right now. Acceler- it is something like Accelotron. Um, it, it's probably the CERN, um, from what I've known. Well, th- yeah, I mean, they were uh, a subset of the CERN, and that brings up a whole other, like, uh, beautiful fucking tinfoil subject, CERN, right? The Christians are really worried about CERN. Well, yeah, it'll expose the God particle. Right, and, and it's opening up all these uh, portals to hell, I hope. Oh, are hey, you still there? Yeah. All right, cool. The CERN thing was another thing uh, that I wanted to bring up uh, on the show. That I mean, I, like... That is really making a huge wave in like uh, in the Midwest Christian circles. The fact that like uh, the particle accelerator Haldron is still it's firing back up. You know, we have we have we have portals of hell opening up. The abyss is opening up. Um, all sorts of craziness. And, and and it sounds like I'm uh, you know kind of dismissing that except for the fact that that's like forty percent of our voting populace. Right, I understand that um, there is a concern, especially among the relig- no religious groups. <laughs> concern. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I understand there's a concern uh, amongst the uh, the religious groups that uh, we could be opening up a portal to hell. Uh, by colliding these particles and trying to find the Higgs bosom, which we actually they already did the find. Higgs. They found the Higgs, so now they're going below. Now they're going smaller than the Higgs, right? They found the Higgs in 2012. They found the Higgs, and uh, and then a couple weeks later, the, uh, the, the collider had to shut down. Um, you know, which kind of raised the, the, the concern of the zealots, like, well, you know, they found the Higgs, and now they can't they can't contain it. What's going to go on, you know, so on and so forth. So now they're refiring up CERN, and uh, I, I I'm a big fan of CERN, like, you know, personally, um, because I I would just love scientists to finally understand that there was no big big bang, right? Like, if you have nothing. Then you can't you can't have a big bang. So there was that doesn't compute. I guess uh, that makes me the only semi-autonomous religious individual within this radio show, and I can't kind of keep that a secret, really. Like I, you know, yes, <laughs> semi-autonomous. I love that. All right. Yeah, this is not more. <laughs> <and I gotta laughs> go Hey, Bert, yeah, you I'm glad you're still with us. Fucking porn the fuck out of me. So, you guys have a great night. Yo, Bert, I fucking love you. Yo, tell me. Oh, he's already off. Is he signing off? Yeah, he's no, already I'm off. No, I'm not off. Oh, hey, cool. You're still here. <laughs>
playing Anyways, a community yeah, game. Yeah, it's a community game. Like I, like I would muted. play if I muted. Yeah, that's yeah, that's no. a game I usually would play if. Um, Come on, you get you got to end the show with rules. All this science and fucking tinfoil shit. Come on. Did you say end it with lulls? Yeah. Unmuted. Always. Oh, All right, so Bert, so Bert, it's my it's my thirtieth birthday today. Yeah, fucking happy Dude. birthday and fucking take the tinfoil hats off. Yeah, right, so, so it's my thirtieth birthday today. What have you learned in your one year of being thirty? What should I expect? It sucks. It's going downhill. It's over. It's over. Game's game's over. Show's done. (laughs) The 20s were were great. Happy 30th and uh, enjoy that year. My my philosophy was always I will uh, relearn what I lost in my 20s and my 30s, but now Mm -hmm. that has gone to I will relearn what I lost in my 30s and my 40s. All right. And so I, th- I think that's a- how, how did your 30s treat you? I mean, what what uh, what should I expect? What kind of changes my body when my balls drop? 30-30. As long as you stay up to steroids, you won't have uh, any uh, breasts. Um, that's good. You know, I, I, I think, you, you know, uh, your testicles... Um, I'm trying to remember. I think they'll hang about the same. Um, Crap, rude. I I don't foresee any physical changes. Um, and just, I think my only advice to you would be just remember the impermanence of everything. Okay. Um, How about you, yeah. Canadian Glenn? What should I learn through my 30s? I mean, what, right. what did well, you go I'm through? I'm going to go. All Where right, fine, bro. You guys have a great night. Um, I'm glad you could stick with us. Bert, have a great night. Peace, man. Good night, buddy. Wow. All right, enough serious talk. I mean, uh, what do I have to deal with in my 30s, Glenn? I mean, did, did you know, like, am, am I screwed or what? What's, what's going on? Do I got to check my prostate? Well, right. I think back to another century when I turned 30. Jesus Christ. Let's see. Well, 31, got married. Uh, 35, divorced. Uh, Let's see. i got to think ahead. I didn't know Glenn was married. No, neither did I. This is epic. I think Glenn was a virgin. Yes, he is. <laughs> and he will stay that way. God damn. Fat, 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 fat. God, no, you didn't say it. You didn't say it. Oh, my God. You guys just fucking took that whole fucking line. You just waited for it. Oh, Satan sinker, baby. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I spent the entire decade, basically, of my 30s, Working harder than I had before, and I don't think I've worked that hard since. Um, I never felt that I was adequately compensated for it, even when I made six digits, because that's how much work was involved. And uh, I think that decade proved to me that 
Works just work. That better not be your fucking life. Word. Good point. Good point. I appreciate that. And the crisis. Do you have anything to add? I well, I mean, like Glenn, I, I worked, uh, you know, from eighteen until I'm forty two now. Born nineteen seventy three. Right. That's forty two. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, so that hence the Andy crisis seventy three. Um, and uh, eighteen. Well, from I started working in the kitchen when I was sixteen. From 16 to 18, I basically just did drugs in the kitchen. And then I started taking it seriously when I was about 18. When I went to college and I worked fucking harder than a slave from 18 to 38 and owned several restaurants, a butcher shop, a bakery, um, all in there, and uh, got nothing for it. Um, Seems depressing. From a fiscal point of view. I got all everything right, from right. it from a from a life point of view. Okay. Uh, and no, I and that I'm I'm just being a spoiled brat and saying I don't I didn't get anything from it from a fiscal point of view. You know, I have a house and property and I'm just being a spoiled white boy. Um, I um I quit smoking weed fucking Last year, when I was 29, now I can I can actually say that officially. Why? Uh, I don't know why. I uh I just decided to uh to not not smoke weed anymore. Did it did it uh, interfere with um you know your your life ambitions and things? No, it didn't interfere with <laughs> it didn't interfere with my life ambitions. Um, uh, what what I found that uh, when I when I when I was high, I could not. Uh, I have conversations like like I have tonight on radio. I could not do radio if I was going to smoke weed. I, I for some odd reason, uh, conversation is just out the window. There's no innovation. There's no motivation. There's no nothing. It's a, it's a flat line. Yeah, it's a flat line. I don't know what to make out of me. It. You know, for some people it, it works great. Uh, for me, it did actually work great for a long time. Uh, it worked for God. So what's uh, twenty nine minus sixteen? That's yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, as, as like a self medicating um, uh, implement in your life, sort of, it worked that way, right? To uh, you know, adjust. Um, Attention span, attitude, all that, and then oh, yeah. stop work. Well, good for you to uh, for recognize that it stopped working and quitting. Well, I'm not going to say that there wasn't any outside influence. I was, you know, I I don't know. I just I, I felt like I would be a better person if I didn't smoke. I would be God. Fuck you, planes. Anyways, so yeah, I I feel like I I would be a better person if I didn't smoke. I uh, I would be more attentive, and uh, you know, more of a conversation maker. Unfortunately, from what I found out, you know, secondhand is that I'm quite a charmer, and that's that's dangerous. <laughs> you are indeed, Shane. Yes, yes you are. But I will want to ask uh, Glenn this. Now, 
Just out of curiosity, did your wife, when you guys divorced, did she take everything? She got nothing. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Round of applause, guys. Come on. You can clap. Yeah, absolutely. She got nothing. With no prenup? Nope. Uh, oh, my God. And leave it to Dallas to hit the hard, the hard-hitting question. She got she- none. She got none of my pension. She got none of my registered retirement savings plan. She did not get half of my property. Um, in fact, when she moved out for that fiscal year, I took all the tax breaks. Screwed her out of about two grand right there. Um, I sued for divorce. I had a fucking female panther fucking lawyer. And, uh, wow. no. Was she, was, she, I mean, was she stepping out? No. She just, I made a bad choice. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, I hear you. And, uh, you, you know what? I'm proud of you for nipping that in the butt. Because that well, can go on forever. Well, no. The situation was I told her I would never give up unless you tell me to. So one day she told me to, and I did give up, and that surprised her. So the line was very clear from the very beginning, so she chose to cross the line, so now we have a new environment. Were you guys ever in love? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I had done enough. I aged, in my opinion, mentally... And physically, inside, I aged 10 years in those four years, as far as I'm concerned. So, I had done more than enough. So, now you have the balls to tell me to stop. You got it. All right, I want to ask the audience. uh, Ancap Delic, have you been married? No. No. Antichrist 73, have you been married? I I have, and I am. Yeah. I'm going. I'm. I'm 42. I'm going all. I think next anniversary will be 19 years. So I've been married a long time. Holy fuck! So you're happy. What's that now? So you're you're happily married, basically. <laughs> What's all this? You're, you're happily married, basically. <laughs> uh, this is this is in the archive. Yes. Yeah, it will be. Uh, okay. So I, do, I don't think that our species is. I don't think that our species is. Um. Uh. I don't think we're we're suited to. Uh, okay. Let's just say monogamous. Monogamous. Cop out. There's hills yeah, and there, valleys. Yeah. There. There are. All right. There, there we go. All right. There we go. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's better to go with the cop out when you're still fucking married, Glenn. Come on. I, I you know what, Shin, I appreciate that cop out. Yeah. And there are and there are. And in every right in friendships there are ups and downs, like in everything there are ups and oh, downs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, just to finish. Yeah, I did believe in it once and I put everything into it and it didn't work. So I'll try anything once. Been there, done that. No thanks. And that's that, you know. As soon as my divorce was final, there was a short 
event that happened with somebody where I was living that I knew from on the job. And the end result of that was I got put in the middle between her and a boyfriend she'd had for 10 years that was a fourth degree black belt in Taekwondo. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> so well, I would say that's that's less than a car crash, though. So what turned out there is basically I took the same attitude that I did with my ex-wife, and I went to him, and we exchanged information. And guess what? We were friends. Yeah. <laughs> Bros before hoes. I'm sorry, I'm not trying. Oh, thank goodness. At least you didn't get your ass beat. Okay, we're good. No, he was actually a a Canadian playing class act. Like she was the one infring. Like she was the one infringing. Yep. So you know, yeah. When what any humble man would do and say, "Yo, look, you know, I didn't know this. This this was an infringement upon you." went to the guy, and you guys became friends, and she was the one who was most likely ostracized. Well, they still did get married two years later. You know, whatever, that's his problem. You're like the Pope. No. <laughs> Anti-Pope. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's Black Pope. It's like <laughs> you blessed them. I love it. Well, well hey, I, guys. I was invited to the wedding, but I didn't go. Because I didn't know, well, I didn't want to go in there and sit on the groom's side and start a bunch of shit. <laughs> well, hey guys, we're, we're moving on to the uh, last ten minutes of uh, of the hour uh, with uh, Thorough Radio, Thorough Radio, uh, and I appreciate you guys bringing me on special birthday broadcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. Uh, we had a lot of great guests tonight. Uh, it's approaching, I think, 3 o'clock in the eastern sector of yep. of the two. world. Okay. Two. But, I mean, that means it's only like... It's oh, yeah, two, yeah. Shit, you okay, so it's, it's approaching up, the 2 man. o'clock yeah. of the eastern sector of the world, and uh, I couldn't be more happy. This is great, dude. Like, um... <laughs> I, I hope uh, we can listen to the archives and, and think to ourselves, holy smokes, we had a great party night. You know, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm, I'm a little bit drunk. Shit, you, it's your 30th birthday. You need to go and get, like, a hooker. <laughs> oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. I do, I do well. <laughs> you're, you're an Come on. It's your 30th birthday, Great. If you do well and you have a sexy girlfriend, bring her to the strip club. That's a lot of fun. Sniff coke off her ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see what happens. It's the dimples. The dimples. No, 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 no. Cheeks. I got like three hours left to do that. You guys are doing it wrong, man. (laughs) (laughs) See, you get the bitch to snort the rail off your hard on. Oh, (laughs) good lord. See, I was in my twenties during the eighties. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Nice. Fucking hero, Glenn. You're my fucking hero, dude. It's a rumor. <laughs> it's just a rumor. That's right. No, but seriously though, I appreciate you guys having this show tonight, and uh, you know, we, we went for a good two solid hours. Couldn't ask for any more. This is great. Yeah, and well, actually, two hours. I, I love going So what was the opening? I missed the opening. What was the big deal? 
Oh, it was uh, Snordster. Uh, he's worth a, 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 a YouTube search. Snordster. Um, very. Uh, he he's very anti-Israeli. Um, uh, very pro sort of um, revolution. Um, but I mean, he's um, oh, he's a voice. I think that most of the things that he voices are are written by other people. Um, and I know the the poet that he used to voice the most uh, uh, was Visage, uh, I think, something like that. But anyway, um, if if you go on YouTube and, and Google Snordster, um, I think there I think there's several things that would uh, move you. Okay. That might be I'm an gonna, exaggeration. I'm going to put one of these uh, things on uh, chat. Yeah. There one of go. my favorite. Okay. One of my favorite is. Oh yeah, there you go, man. My man Dowie is uh, "Fallen Angels," which is about the children of Palestine. Um, I think that's a really good one, and uh, the one that Dalek uh, played for the opening tonight. Um, uh, Why ask me? Uh, it, it's just a. It's just a good uh, sort of. Um, summation of like, hey, you know what, like, why do we have to keep talking about all the problems in the world, right? We're talking them to death. Can we have action? Like, can we move on? Uh, all right. I want to ask you guys about the opening. Did, was that specially made for you? No, or? no, that, that's this guy, Snordster. Okay. Uh, or Snordo Hans. He's been banned from YouTube forever. He's very anti-Zionist. Okay. Uh, and uh, um, I don't know. I find a lot of his stuff moving, but uh, I'm sort of a sentimentalist. Um, but then the other part of the intro was our intro created by Rebel and another person, you know, the third is, row run. That thing yep. raises my spirit, like, immediately. I'm a Cap Lost dog, man. And Cap, I got I to gotta say, man, like, uh, <laughs> what's, what's in the future for Revolution? Shadow of its former self, brother. <laughs> it's, well, it's don't. Be... It wasn't about that. It was I'm, context, I'm fuck with but, you, dude. Like, <laughs> but like, Jesus, I should actually write down some of these fucking rants, and that's what I'm gonna do for the fucking YouTube videos when I start doing them because it's a lot oh, easier. And I've got one that you know will be pretty good, and you guys have to just go ahead and check it out. I, I ain't even worried, dude. Like we're we're good. We're we have a we have a good strong radio base, and uh, we weaned out the bad apples. And I'm not gonna say any names. JPR. Um, yeah, and fucking. I mean, exactly. Like Shin picking up the fucking slack. You know, like the way I feel. Rebel started this. Uh, you know, as a community. What like. The dude, like, it's so wacky to me. The dude's a golfer. I fucking love that dude. He, you know, like, in a lot of ways, he started this community that, that, you know, in some ways, like, saved my life. Like, it's, it, it's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, and, uh, I, you know, if somebody yeah, like me feels that way about what he started, that's a lot of responsibility um, that, 
you know, you can't carry on forever or, or even a little bit, you know. So I think I think he did the right thing. I think the radio group is uh, so solid. Uh, I think the fact that we all tune into Glenn's show, Glenn tunes into our show, um, is beautiful, um, you know. So I think we'll be all good. Oh, we're going to be fantastic. If you uh, listened to Glenn's show last night, if you could pull it in the archives. Uh, no, last I, week, I, will, I will listen to it on the archives. All right, fantastic. Because uh, the last two weeks, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've been I've been really grateful for the fact that uh, Glenn has brought me onto the show for, let's see here, last week it was, uh, we went all the way through overtime. We totally owned it. And uh, yesterday... We had we had a lot of fun. Uh Glenn had a lot of good things he wanted to say upon and I tuned into the latter half and, and called in and and did uh you know, some bounce off him. Uh and you know, just like tonight with Third Row Radio, a part of Revolution Radio, Revolution Radio Network. Excuse me, I'm a little bit uh inebriated. Uh we we owned it tonight. We 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 got this. We it, it was it was amazing. This is amazing birthday broadcast. I'm I'm I couldn't be more happy. This is this is exactly where we need to be. This is awesome, and we can do better. You know, and it's only gonna get better. It's simple as that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like what I was trying to say within the whole. Like when a chat with for myself, I mean it's gonna be better every single day when we actually put our effort into it, and I bet you once we're you know kind of getting into the zone, I think we can get more people with our own audience because that's what I used we to be nervous do. about this I used to be nervous about this, you know, coming on to air, people are gonna listen to this, and i I'm not nervous. this is gonna be exactly. fun, this is fun, this is for the people. This is for the sure, you're a natural, I've never ever I appreciate said that. that you were ever nervous. Thank you. I appreciate that. I truly do appreciate that, Anna Crisis. You know, this is I, awesome. I, I, I get nervous, too, which is weird. Like, I don't get nervous about that much in life. Well, okay, I like B- your crowd. I really do. Yeah, so Okay, BTR is going to shut us down within two minutes. So uh, thanks for the show, guys. Happy birthday, Shin. That's it. I'm done. Later. Yo, Glenn, right. I love you, brother. How are you feeling, man? Well, whatever. The progress isn't fast enough for me. It's, I spend my days coordinating doctor's appointments, filling out forms, Ike. going to the benefits office, um, not being able to drive on my own to get any of this done, limits my activity, and uh, I'm glad the only job I have right now is my show. At least I have something to do. Right on. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Good night. Good night, guys. Good night, guys. Yeah, good night, guys. Love you, brother. Everyone. Good night. Don't right, forget to text me. Anti-crisis. Don't forget to text me, please. No, I won't. I'll text you right away. And uh, if Glenn hung up, I'd, I I want to get another um, – uh, I'd, I'd like to get a like a fundraiser – going for him because he has perpetual medical costs. Um, so, uh, Dalek, remind me of that, will you? Okay. I, t- I, I spoke to one of the ninjas about it, I think my white ninja, um, and she said she would totally help us. 
Let's cool. go ahead and do that. All right, yeah, that would be awesome. Yo, Shin, happy birthday, brother, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. Get that, get that stripper. <laughs> <laughs> Dalek, I love you, brother, man. All right. Love you, Dalek. Thanks for bringing me on, guys. This is a great yeah. show, Third Row Radio on Revolution Radio Network. You're Hell signing yeah. off. Wait. Fram. Peace. 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 <laughs>